Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. Today's story is called Fire Falls at the Showdown. This is Elijah Part 4 and comes from 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 16 through 39 and Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. Today I want to say thanks to our newest Patreon supporters, Rhonda, Chelsea W, KJ, and 8-year-old Erin. Erin said she enjoys listening in the car and is giving from her very own allowance to our Patreon because she has loved listening to the podcast. That's incredible. Thank you again, Rhonda, Chelsea, KJ, and Erin for keeping this podcast going for thousands of families to hear. If you too would like to enjoy the awesome bonus content that goes with the episodes, you can join our Patreon with a seven-day free trial. They start as low as $3. Not only will you get beautiful, one-of-a-kind activity sheets, coloring pages, and even a page just for parents, but you're also supporting this podcast that reaches thousands of families each month. We do need your support and are asking that if this podcast has brought value to you, to please check it out on kbspodcast.com. If you've missed previous Elijah episodes, please go back and listen because they build upon themselves. Last week, we left off with Elijah meeting Obadiah and telling him to go find King Ahab and tell him that Elijah is here. Does Ahab like Elijah? No. Exactly. He's like his enemy. Ahab does not follow God and is quite cruel and selfish, while Elijah loves and follows God's ways. Needless to say, they clash. Buckle up for today's showdown, and let's begin our story here. So Obadiah went to Ahab and told him where Elijah was. Is that so? He's here. Ahab said with a strange smile on his face. His hands clenched into fists. Off he walked to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said, It is you, the biggest troublemaker in Israel. Elijah answered, I have not caused this trouble in Israel. You, you and your father's family have caused all this trouble. You have not obeyed the Lord's commands and and you followed the Baals. Now tell all Israel to meet me at Mount Carmel. And also, bring the 450 prophets of Baal there and 
why don't you bring the 400 prophets of Ashra too? Ahab swayed back and forth, considering Elijah's request, and decided, yes, he would, in fact, do that. So King Ahab called all the Israelites and the prophets to Mount Carmel. I wonder if Ahab knew what Elijah was doing. The large group gathered before Elijah, whispering to each other. Hmm, I have no idea what's going on. Well, I don't know either, but it better be good. I'll have my sheep all by themselves for this. A hush fell over the crowd as Elijah stood before them. He said, Israel, how long will you try and serve both Baal and the Lord? If the Lord is the true God, then follow him. But if Baal is the true God, well, follow him instead. But the people said nothing. You see, God's people had started to worship other fake gods like Baal. Remember in the Solomon series when king after king after king introduced other gods to the people? Well, unfortunately, they went along with it. And we already know what God says about this because of the Ten Commandments they had received. The first commandment says this. Finish it if you know it. You shall have no other gods before me. No other gods before me. Back to our story. Elijah said, I am the only prophet of the Lord here, but there are 450 prophets of Baal. So bring two bulls and let the prophets of Baal choose. They can have whichever one they want, they can kill it, and then put the meat on the wood there. But they are not to set fire to it. Then I will do the same with the other bull. You prophets of Baal, pray to your God, and I'll pray to the Lord. The God who answers the prayer, he will set fire to the wood, and he is the true God. All the people agreed that this was a good idea. Listeners, let's pause. In this showdown, the winner is the one who does what? Answer out loud. The first one who has their god set the wood on fire. Yes. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, There are so many of you, so you can go first. Choose a bull, prepare it however you want. Then pray to your god, and let's see what he does. Ahab's team of prophets took the bull that was given to them and prepared it. 
They prayed to Baal from morning until noon. They shouted, Baal, answer us! Baal, answer us! Answer us! But there was no sound. They desperately danced around the altar they had built, trying to get their god to start the fire. At noon, Elijah began to make fun of them. Hey, you guys, maybe you should just pray louder. If Baal really is a god, maybe he's just on a journey, or maybe he's using the bathroom. The crowd snickered. <laughs> I, you know, what, what if he's sleeping? You guys should try and wake up Baal. So the prophets prayed louder. The afternoon passed, and the prophets continued. But no voice was heard. Baal did not answer. No one paid attention. Now, it was Elijah's turn. Elijah said to all the people, Everyone, now, come to me. They gathered around him, wanting to see what was going to happen. This was epic. They watched as Elijah rebuilt the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one stone for each of the 12 tribes who were named for the 12 sons of Jacob. Jacob was the man the Lord had called Israel. Elijah used these stones to rebuild the altar in honor of the Lord. Next, he dug a small ditch around it and put the wood on the altar. He placed the prepared bull on the wood and what he said next astonished them. Please, fill four jars with water and put the water on the meat and on the wood. Whoa, 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 Elijah. Are you crazy? Listeners, what did he just pour on it? Water. And will this make it harder to start a fire? Yes. Uh, yes. On top of that, they are still in a drought, so water is precious. Elijah said, Now, do it again. And they did it again. Some in the crowd gasped. <gasps> oh my! Now he's just showing off! Shh, shh, shh. Let's watch. Then he said, Now, do it a third time. And the water rushed out of the jar as they tipped them over. The excess water ran off the altar, filling the ditch. Now, the moment of truth. Elijah went near the altar and prayed. 
Lord, you are the God of Abraham. You're the God of Isaac and Israel. And I ask you now to prove that you are the God of Israel still and prove that I am your servant. Show these people that you commanded me to do all these things. Lord, answer me. Answer me so that these people may know that you, O oh Lord, are God, and that you are the one responsible for turning their hearts back. Silence. The crowd held their breath, frozen in suspense. Then, fire from the Lord came down and consumed the burnt offering and the wood, the stones and dust. It even licked up the water from the ditch. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, saying, Oh, the Lord, He is God! The Lord, He is God! Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just heard. Holy moly, is that not incredible? Keep in mind, all of this is true. It's not like the stories you read that are pretend fiction. These events really happened. Let's think about this. Who looked like they had the advantage? That their team would win? Ahab's or Elijah's? Ahab's. Yes, Ahab's had over 400 prophets. Elijah was one. Ahab's had fresh dry wood and got to go first for hours. While Elijah poured tons of water on his wood, went last and only asked once, not for hours. But boy, we serve a mighty God, don't we? I want you to remember that that's your God too, not just Elijah's. That same God, he sees you, hears you, and knows you right now. Did Elijah do all of this to show off? Show how powerful and cool he was? No. Elijah did not make much of himself. He was doing it to make much of God. Remember, he said, Lord, answer me. Answer me so that these people may know that you, O oh Lord, are God, and that you are the one responsible for turning their hearts back. He wanted God to answer, not to show how great He was, but so that the people would know God, and know it was God who turned their hearts back to Him. This week, notice the things that you do. Are you doing them to make yourself look like the star? 
Or are you doing it to point others to how great God is? My last question is this. Did today's story show God as a patient God? Yes. Yes. God is so patient. He could have just said, forget these people and move on. But he didn't. And this isn't the first time people's hearts wandered away. But again, we hear God calling them back to him. Like a good shepherd gathering his sheep back into the safety of his arms. God is patient. And when we wander, we can ask for forgiveness and listen for our Father's voice calling us back to the safety of His arms. Well, that is it for our story today. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next week to hear what happens next to Elijah. And if you would like to enjoy the extra coloring pages and more, make sure to check it out on kbspodcast.com. The link will also be in the episode notes. And remember, when you enjoy this bonus content, you are also helping to support this podcast. So thank you. And as always, bye for now.